0: Hello, Rip City! To all of you here in town and in every corner of the interwebs, thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying this beautiful Sunday, the 28th of April. You are listening to the Podland Trailcasters. I am Keith Feltner Smith, and here with me, as always, the daring, the dashing, the beautiful, and the bold Brandon Goldner. What's up, B? I like to move it, move it. I like to move
1: it, move it. And even on moving day, I want you to check out the Trailcasters <laughs> nice. at Trailcasters on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Old-fashioned emails are always going to work. Those will be trailcasters at gmail.com. And we also have a website, simply trailcasters.com but <laughs> the most important thing. <laughs> and I usually get a moving box to say this. We're going to want your five-star reviews, whether they are Five on iTunes, stars. Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. That does not matter. What does matter are those five-star reviews because more reviews, more reviews, means more people, and more people, means more fun. Yes, How's there you go. Going on? That's <laughs> (laughs) beautiful sunday evening it is sunny i see those nimbus clouds in the background it's looking pretty tasty but how are you doing on the eve of the blazers first game of the second round
0: oh my god i'm stoked i'm stoked and i'm excited i love that it took denver and the spurs seven games to get there we'll get to all that in a minute it is basically all we're gonna get to today we're just going you know what fuck it let's just launch straight in and let's go straight into the denver series that's what we're here for today we are pre-brain's eating pizza uh, you know know yeah we do (laughs) Congratulations on congratulations on Moving Day. I'm glad you're moving to the new place. Thank uh, you. I wish I could have been there to help you, but had to get some stuff done. I'm going on a road trip tomorrow to Bend for a couple days before I come back for our midweek episode to review everything that has happened on Wednesday morning. Uh, we'll get that going. But, yeah, let's talk about this series. Let's talk about where, what we are prepared for. So... We're heading to Denver. We're not—I uh, We. I think last week we—for last episode, we talked about how we were kind of maybe preferring that Spurs matchup. Such is not to be. We did not get uh, that extra lucky home court advantage in the semifinals that we were all hoping for, but that's okay. We are here to take down the Nuggets, and take down the Nuggets we shall. Actually, by the way, before we do get into the Nuggets, let's uh, launch—I I just want to kind of review— Two quick notes here real fast. Uh, The Golden State Warriors, obviously the title favorites, right? If you haven't noticed, let me tell you, their title odds have dropped since our series ended, all the way back from when we uh, finished Game 5 on, what, Tuesday, was it? I think so. Uh, So... On to on Wednesday. Sorry, Golden State. Their odds dropped to win the uh, the title overall. And why is that? What could possibly have changed to drop their title odds? The Blazers are still in it. The Blazers are here in the semifinals, and we are the threat that is going to take down the, the Warriors, Goliath, with our David. It's going to be amazing.
1: That's uh, right. So any- That's right. We're <laughs> better than the Warriors. Well, we're not better than the Warriors, but like, we, let's talk about that in a second. But yeah, continue, please. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll get there. I, I just wanted to note that you know, I, on the after the day that we. Uh, beat after the day that we beat the thunder and are still in this in the in the semifinals they sent their assassins in the OKC thunder at us and we survived it and Their odds dropped, and I I, just—I think it's interesting just to note that everyone in Vegas knows what's up. They know what's going on here. They know the Blazers are coming for this uh, Western Conference Finals trophy. Bright Uh, uh, light, city, gonna save
1: my soul. I'm gonna save my (laughs) fandom and the Blazers. Yeah, I mean, look, like the Warriors. Let's (laughs) talk about it for a second. Let's talk about the Warriors for one moment. They're just a little bit injured, so they have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson both have questionable ankles. I think Clay Thompson is slightly more questionable than Steph, and. They have a quick turnaround. They're going there. I mean, now they won game one against Houston. They did. But the thing is that Houston has another shot in the Bay at Golden State to get get hold court advantage. It is possible. And like, I'll be honest, I didn't really follow the Warriors Rockets game today very much, did you? Because I did not.
0: No, I I didn't see most of it. I saw the end. Uh, There was definitely some controversy at the end. Harden kind of tried to draw a foul on, I think it was Kevin Durant uh, at three-point line. And it sounds more like, Harden might have kind of kicked forward. Uh, Kevin Durant was pretty up and Wait, down. Wait, are you
1: telling me that Harden flopped to
0: try yeah, to draw, foul? That, no try draw the foul? No uh, way. But the, uh, Houston had been down three points at the time with seconds to go in the game, so he, he was trying to trying to get there at the end. But uh, I, I just, just want to note too. Like you said, Houston does have one more chance to take away home court advantage from the Warriors and extend that series. If that does happen, that would be, it certainly would be just the same way that Denver and Spurs going seven games could potentially help us in this this next round. Just wearing them down a little bit more, making them work that much harder before we get there. It is really going to bring their Goliath and our David that much closer in. I'm feeling it, man. We could do it. We can. Take the Western Conference. The finals this year could be uh, Blazers versus question mark, question mark, question mark. We'll go over that one later to end the pod, maybe.
1: Well, Nate, Duncan said on the Dunked On podcast, and it's true, the fact that the Warriors took six games to dispatch the Clippers, that's what allowed Klay Thompson to get injured in the first place. And like, I'm not wishing for injury. I just want to say like injuries suck, ban injuries. I want to face teams at full strength. But the reality is the more you play, the more likely it is you get worn down. And that being a four point game between the Warriors and the Rockets, Keith, like I feel like the Rockets have a legitimate chance at game two and even maybe not at game two at the series, even despite that. So I'm not I, I'm i not going to say like that the most talented team in the history of the NBA, which the Warriors are, even without Boogie Cousins, I'm not going to say that they're like. Uh, threatened or, you know, I'm not going to go that far. I'm just saying, as you're <laughs> saying that, yeah, it's possible. And why not hold that hope? It's more fun that way anyway.
0: There is hope. And, okay, one other thing before we get to the Denver series here. I want to note that uh, the Clippers, when the Warriors finished their first-round series against the Clippers, we saw, I think it was Pat Beverly and Lou Williams were doing some post game for it. And uh, I can't even remember the question that the reporter asked. I apologize about it. But he had asked uh, something that was kind of maybe a little long-winded. And Pat Beverly... Tried to say next question and laugh it off, kind of making a whole joke about uh, uh, <laughs> about the reporter's question. And Lou Williams looks at him mid, as he says next question, starts to laugh. Well, Lou Williams goes, "Nah, we ain't gonna do that." And then proceeds to answer the question. So I just nice. I saw this as a little extra OKC slander. People kind of saw what the Thunder did uh, and what Russell Westbrook has been doing. Uh, excuse me, Russell Westbrook has been doing. And you uh, know, I, <laughs> I think it's nice that maybe there's a little more pushback, not just from Dame and you know, what's, what they might say the high and mighty kind of like a holier than thou kind of attitude but you've seen this from other teams as well and maybe just people saying no that's not the attitude we should have with the media
1: i, mean, I agree with that and not for today but for a different episode i think we we need to dive deeper into what we are expecting Definitely. out of players as far as their media is concerned like the whole thing is a little bit antiquated let's very briefly before we get to nuggets the celtics and the sixers played i just want to say this the sixers uh if i'm a sixers fan i'm feeling wait, 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 very celtics and
0: Bucks or Celtic what was, what was the oh, I'm it? sorry
1: the Celtics and the Bucks played um, yeah, there we go yeah if I were a Bucks fan that's I gosh I mean look I've been moving all weekend <laughs> you're good I've you're good no relaxation <laughs> if I'm a Bucks fan I'm worried like this sick this Celtics team I'm gonna mix up everything the Celtics team is looking more like we thought they were gonna look basically the whole season Gordon Hayward suddenly looks like he's fine again like Howard, like like what do you think is gonna happen here? Like Celtics take game one on the road. Like that's kinda scary if you're a Bucks fan, is it not?
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of a that's that's definitely troublesome for them. It was one thing to see upsets in game one of round one. But if you get an upset on home court in round two, it does kind of say like, what, were you just not ready for this, not prepared for this game? Or maybe like you're saying, maybe the Celtics are turning it on that much in the postseason. Kyrie Irving, you mentioned Hayward, but Irving has kind of been showing the same thing, I feel like.
1: And, and the thing is, the Celtics didn't just win. They won by 22 points. And by yeah, the way, decisive. like I got my teams mixed up. It's true. The 76ers did lose to the Raptors in game one of their semifinal series, and that's also true troubling if you're a Sixers fan so just imagine to that out the Raptors
0: didn't lose game one amazing what say that one more time sorry uh, imagine that the Raptors did not lose game one this time okay sorry the I Raptors think that's pretty if impressive
1: I... no I mean it's <laughs> honestly like I think it was I can't pull the exact stat it's the like over the last eight or nine game ones they've yeah. lost almost all of them so like yeah, yeah like crazy. it is kind of impressive actually
0: <laughs> okay so back to the Western Conference though let's get to our matchup so we are headed to Denver. Uh, we do not have home court events for this. We don't have the first two games Rocky in Portland. Martin which, which again, It kind of works out for me since I've got this road trip coming up to Bend for work. So the home games for Portland will be when I'm back here in town later in the weekend. The weekend. Uh, I want to mention Joe Simons of the Outsiders, who, uh, one of the few Outsiders that we have not yet had on the show. I mean, we should do that at some point. But he had a nice one on Twitter pointing out that uh, 1986 was the last time Portland and Denver met in the playoffs. Nuggets won the first round matchup 3-1. to one, uh, And Kihi Van... Kiki Vandeweghe yeah. yeah I almost nailed said that it. Wrong. Nailed it. <laughs> and Alex English were the series leading scores. This is uh, not even the not the only time the Blazers have met up with the with the Nuggets in the playoffs. Timmy on uh, Twitter as well from Blazers Edge says this is the third time they've met up uh, in 1977 Blazers beat the Nuggets uh, who, Nuggets were favored in that one. Blazers beat them four to two on their way to the NBA title. Wait, then in yeah, I was gonna
1: say in what year exactly? Yeah, in
0: in seventy seven. Blazers took it all the way, <laughs> but first we had to go through Denver. Denver had been favored. We won four to four to two in that one. Well, uh, dude, by in the way, really quick, we, t-
1: we talked about when the Blazers won the title. That like like you just said, like no one thought they were gonna win the title, and they did. Like I don't know, like. Just, I don't, you, don't, Keith. Let me. I, I'm gonna interrupt you. <laughs> don't you think oh, I can tell. that Blazers should just be Blazers fans should just be like stupidly, like irrationally optimistic? Because why the fuck not? Like seriously, like if you're ever gonna be like on board with something weird happening and the Blazers benefiting from it, like why not this year?
0: It could happen. It could happen, and we we definitely. I think there are a few things to be concerned about. We will get there. Just wanted to go through some of these numbers first, and as far as the history. But yeah, we've uh, you know we've, we've faced three times, and it's all been in the past. It was all like twenty or more years ago. I think the most recent time was nineteen eighty six. So nothing is really that much to pull from. It. Talking about this year though, Denver finished fifty four and twenty eight. They won the northwest, northwest division. Excuse me, but that was only one game ahead of the Blazers at fifty three and twenty nine. So it's not like there's a huge gap in these teams in the regular season playoff wise. It took them more games to finish the seventh seed Spurs, and it took us to finish the Oklahoma City Sun- Thunder. Oklahoma City Thunder. Man, I am tongue-tied, and I don't even have the excuse that of moving like you do today. I feel
1: like maybe I'm influencing you, and I apologize for that. <laughs> and you're right. You're like, good. Like now, We're rushing. Part of this, you know, too, this. Is that the Spurs will always be the Spurs. They're the White Walkers in the NBA. They can't die. They don't <laughs> die. They never die. So that's part of it. Uh, part of it is that the Nuggets, this iteration of the Nuggets does not have any playoff experience. That's part of it, too. Part of it is that Will Barton has just been in the toilet during this playoffs, will right. Barton, who has been a starter for the nuggets an important like energy player for them, shooting thirty three percent and nineteen percent from deep that 's not going to get it done and here 's the thing i 'm worried about like if we 're going to talk about this nuggets blazer series i 'm a little worried that will Barton, by nature of the fact that he was well loved in portland he 's good friends with dame dame didn 't want to see him traded necessarily. I feel like Will Barton might just play out of his mind and like if he does that's going to be a problem like what do you think about that like Will Barton getting like a super energy boost just by nature of playing the Blazers who you know he obviously started his career with
0: Yeah, I think Barton could certainly be an X factor for this in a way. He does maybe have some comfort here in Portland and maybe kind of coming home and seeing some of his friends, it could kind of give that extra energy for him. But like you said, he hasn't been playing that well. I don't really see him as kind of central to their offense. He's more of that spark plug player that we are all familiar with him being. Uh, Obviously, he's taking it to a much higher level than he did when he was here in Portland. But I just... I'm not really worried about that being the central problem that uh, f- uh, of that Denver gives us. I think the biggest problem is going to be the center position. Yo- uh, Jokic, obviously, Nikola Jokic for Denver is far and away one of the best big men uh, in the NBA at this point. And there's all this talk, too, about is he possibly the best passing big man in NBA history I'm not sure if I want to go that far he did have he averaged I think 20 points and 10.8 rebounds with 7.2 assists this season so it's like a double double big man who's also getting more assists than Damian Lillard is on average per game uh he also be on that he was the healthiest player of all their starters he played 80 games on the 82 game season and uh jamal murray played 75 paul milsop played 70 no one else even played 60 after that that could be a factor too kind of the the endurance uh that these guys have maybe if any injuries are kind of catching up but i feel like they're pretty healthy so far in the playoffs would you agree
1: I would agree with that, but like, despite how healthy they may be, like, who is gonna, and you're talking about Denver, right? Like, who, yeah, who is gonna stop Damian Lillard? Cause like, there's been a lot of talk, right? And I forget, I think it was Mike Acker uh, on Twitter. Shout out to Mike, who said, like, a lot of people are talking about how the Blazers are gonna stop Jokic. How the fuck are the Nuggets gonna stop Lillard? Like, if yeah. he's gonna play <laughs> the way he's been playing, like, there's nobody. On this Denver team who can hang with him? Nobody. Is he still
0: averaging the most points in the playoffs? Because for a while in that uh, first-round series, he was leading the NBA.
1: I So I don't have the numbers in front of me, Keith, but with Kevin Durant getting <laughs> 50 in that last game, I think it might be Kevin Durant. By the way, Kevin Durant setting uh, his personal best for scoring in a playoff game, not once but twice in the 2019 no, no, playoffs.
0: no. no. No, let's, let's forget Duran here. I, I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm a Duran hater. Let's not talk about Duran on this I podcast. Just let's say, move I'm just he's saying. Not, he's not a nugget nor but a blazer. I, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> I pulled that stat from my head. Like, that's pretty impressive. That was pretty impressive. Pretty okay, impressive. I'm cool with so, that. I'll take it. So, that. who's going to stop Lillard? Like, I don't know. Like, and who's going to stop Jokic? Like, I don't know that either. Like, how much of this depends on Ennis Cantor and his separated shoulder? Like, I feel so like there that's you go. super, super important. Like, he's not 100%. He's not going to be That is a 100%. perfect segue.
0: So let's talk about the shoulder for a second. Some history, if people don't know the details. Cantor separated his shoulder in the first quarter of Game 5 here in Portland. He did have an injection at halftime and played through the pain the rest of the way through. So I've spoken with one of our Non, you know, we are not doctors, like we've said here before on the pod, but we've spoken with friends who might know a little more than we have. At least I have spoken with someone who might know a little more than I do. Uh, and they said if Kander was able to get an injection at halftime and play through the pain, basically there are four grades of a separated shoulder, one through four, one being the least, four being the worst. If he got this injection at halftime and played through, he doesn't have worse than a grade two. So we're gonna I'm looking at a one or a two there. Uh, the problem is at this point... A one or a two could be... He can recover from that. He can even play through that going forward. But if he falls hard on the shoulder and maybe makes it worse into a three or four, then he would require off-season surgery. But there's another button here. Even if, worst-case scenario, anus cancer had to get off-season surgery for a uh, a, a worse uh, separated shoulder, and if it did uh, downgrade, I guess, to a three or four, that's not going to put him out going into the next season. I know that's kind of a morbid way to look at it. I'm not trying to just see him as a piece of meat or a tool to use, but it's not a long-term enough injury in general that it would be something that he would have to worry about missing more time uh, next year. Well, I don't think you have to worry about how
1: you frame it. Cause Ennis Cantor himself has right. framed Thank it you. that same way. Right? Like he said, I don't give a fuck about my contract here. <laughs> I just want to win, which I very much appreciate. And look like if you're in a contract year, that's probably what you want to say, but still like, like we True. as Blazers fans appreciate hearing that. And like uh, a, to be clear, uh, a separated shoulder is not the same as a dislocated shoulder, which Kevin Love famously suffered uh, when Kelly Olenek pulled on his arm during that playoff run when both uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were out for the Cavs a couple of years ago. Right. That was a dislocated shoulder. You cannot play with that. A separated right. shoulder is different. It's painful. You can mostly play through it. And like we saw in game in game five, like Ennis Cantor, despite like – holding his arm like to his body as he was running basically the entire game. Like he still had a double-double very easily. Like, and this is, it's tough because I couldn't withstand that amount of pain. Let me just say that right now. Like I couldn't do it. The fact that he can is pretty amazing. And it does seem like he can play through it, which is important because honestly, like Keith, if, if the Blazers lose Canner, like, I think this is kind of over.
0: Like, I, I don't think they can survive see, without
1: his offensive rebounding.
0: You don't think that Myers and Zach Collins could tandem this, uh, could tandem one of the best centers in the NBA right now and, and make it a manageable series. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, where's your no. faith? Let's say, no. <laughs> but
1: the funny thing is like, look at rebounding. Like if you look at the nuggets, you have Jokic is averaging about 12 rebounds a game in the playoffs. The next best player on the Nuggets is only averaging five, and that's Torrey Craig, who's only averaging 20 minutes a game. Like, Really? This is a team— How many can, is Paul
0: Millsap averaging? What, what's he doing only in the playoffs 4. So, far? 7. so Really? The, wow. This is
1: a team you can rebound on. That's what I'm trying to say is, like, Ennis Cantor's, like, specific skill is going to be useful in this series, and so we need yeah. him, like, if not 100%, well, we but need beyond go for it. Oh no, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. Uh, beyond I just, I'm just
1: talking. Who cares? <laughs>
0: <laughs> beyond NS canter. I'm just saying, uh, one of the strengths of the blazers year in, year out recently has been our rebounding. Even before Kenner got here last year, we had it with Ed Davis, uh, this year earlier before Kenner was in, it was a, a central kind of tenant for what the blazers do on both sides of the ball. I, I feel pretty good about that as far as, you know, the, the team rebounds. And even if canter play full minutes, it, even if Kanter can't, there we go. Play full minutes. Uh, I feel like we still could have an advantage on the rebounding side of it. Um, we well, because, because mentioned-
1: we do have like on the Blazers side, just to say, and I'll let you keep going. So in the playoffs, as I said, with the Nuggets, you have Jokic at 12, the next best player at five. On the Blazers, it's it looks like this. Ennis Cantor with 10, Harkless with seven, Alfred farouk with seven, McCollum with five yes. and a half, Lillard four and a half. So you do have, like you said, rebounding is going to be a big deal in the series. Therefore, Cantor is going to be a big deal in the series. So we do need him at least to be able to play.
0: So let me give some quotes, actually, uh, with Kenner. I liked your uh, paraphrasing of his quote earlier. I, I don't remember seeing that one as a real quote with all his F-bombs in there, but may, he, he could have dropped that. It Look,
1: I'm just saying, as long like as you it, right not than then he probably said it, okay?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, with the F-bombs, <laughs> I feel like it's more Nurkic's realm than Kantor's realm so far. He's wild on social media, but we'll see uh, if, he, if he goes that far. What he did say... I maybe uh, took with, some liberties of that. <laughs> <laughs> to Orlando Sanchez of KGW, Kenner did say, when asked about the uh, injury in a contract here, he said, it's always in the back of your head, but we're in a position that you don't Think about your contract. How much money? Only thing you need to do is go out there and do whatever it takes to get a win. Then when Orlando uh, tweets that, Canner goes and subtweets it, uh, saying quote on top, it. "Quote." Oh, sorry. Whatever. You know, he, he no, no, multi really social media. Like,
1: okay, subtweeting <laughs> is when you tweet something and you don't say who it's about, but it's like secretly about somebody. Yeah, like, and like you that's dot like, at them yeah, or whatever. Exactly, yeah. And quote tweeting is is different. So I just want to say that. Fine.
0: So so Canner t- quote tweeted Orlando. Thank you, Keith and then he said team over contract team over money team over everything so he That's didn't right. only give a good quote about it he doubled down and posted I, I, I do feel like that is just a good sign that kenner's gonna try and play through this as much as he can try and help the team he's not worried about the future he wants to do this now
1: he will he will okay so keith let's let's cut the bullshit the blazers are playing game <laughs> one. <laughs> i know i'm having a lot of fun i'm like delirious good. like The Blazers have game one and game two in Denver. Uh, Dane Delgado of NBC Sports Northwest said, blaze the nugs, question mark, which like, yeah, like I pretty much agree, agree with that. Keith, do you think the Blazers are going to take game one in Denver? I need a yes or a no. No qualifiers, no bullshit. Do the Blazers win game one? Yes or no?
0: Okay, okay, okay. Before we get there, before we get there, you've got Uh, these playoff stats up. And I know I'm going to build to this. I'm going to get there. Uh, I got all the time in the world, my friend. You told me that uh, you you gave us the rebounding numbers for the playoffs so far, as far as what uh, Jokic and the rest have been doing. What are the points per game? I know Jokic is probably around 20. Is he uh, above or below 20 points per game so far in the playoffs?
1: He is above 20. What's he at? 23.1.
0: 23. Who's their next highest? Jamal Uh, Murray at 19. And... Gary Harris or Will Barton after that? Gary Harris at 14.7. You're doing well. And Will's probably about 11 or 12. So Will
1: Barton has been struggling, so he's down there. But next best is Paul Millsap at 12.
0: Oh, see, that's maybe... They've got a a balanced scoring
1: attack. There's no doubt. There's no doubt.
0: It's it's balanced scoring, but I I was more looking at where it was coming from. The big men being maybe a problem, in my opinion. I I guess Chief can guard Millsap, uh, but I don't see what they can do on the offensive side, equaling what we can do. I think the big deal here is going to be the defensive end. Can we slow them down? Uh, and can they slow us down to that point? The Blazers with, even with Kenner, uh not playing full strength. We only allowed the Thunder to score over hundred points. I think two out of five games. So we're working on defense. Dame Lillard is working hard on defense. We're seeing yeah. a lot from uh, Mo Harkless and chief. Kendra's I would say better. I would say if we go into game one, when denver is tired after playing seven games against the spurs we come in there rested we come in there prepared probably having strategized for them more than the spurs since that was probably the most likely thing to happen i could see this going our way man we're 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 on a we're on a real streak right now i think it's going to be close like i okay so here's what i'm going to say for the series
1: i am predicting another seven game series and by the way wait wait
0: wait for, forget the series you asked me about game 1 do they take game 1 you yes should know i'm saying yes they could take game 1 here I think they do. Honestly,
1: I, yeah! think, I think the Blazers win. Like, like, I know you have the altitude advantage, and the Denver Nuggets are, like, technically a better team. I get that. I think the Blazers have, they have moxie right now. They have confidence right now. They have playoff experience that Denver doesn't have. Dude, right. like, Jokic has literally not been in the playoffs fucking ever and he's their also best this player. is the first time so this like is the first
0: time denver's gone to the second round in saying, 10 years it's I think. like
1: like he's never been to the fucking playoffs dame has <laughs> dame has been to the second round not once not twice this is his third time like he's been there before like i don't know dude like i i feel like game one Mike. is gonna be like it's it's gonna be tough Mike.
0: but i do see the blazers winning i really do I could see it, man. I, I could see it happening for sure. I don't think it's that unlikely. I think Dude, it's. Do you love how not...
1: emotional I am about this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are the underdogs. I did see earlier. Uh, I think they posted that Portland just just slight underdogs is the real thing. Portland is a uh, plus one twenty in Vegas. Denver is minus one forty. What that means for everyone that is not yet familiar with sports gambling: if you bet hundred bucks on Portland, you would win one hundred twenty. So you total two twenty out. If you bet on Denver being minus one forty. You would need to bet $140 to win 100. So to win more money on a bet of, of Denver than a bet of Portland, you'd have to bet 40 bucks more than you would. Uh, anyway, that's, that's, getting a little complicated, but the odds are close. Uh, yeah. It's saying it's go ahead. What are you going to say?
1: No, that's amazing. It's you know more amazing. I'm going to give the listeners a little peek behind the curtain here. Keith felt texted me just a few minutes ago. <laughs> like, 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 Keith says, slow down and say less likes you're kicking ass. I appreciate the encouragement. He's right. You're right. I've been saying like a lot lately. I just I want to show everybody. I just have fun. That's all I can say about it. But like, it's all about the fun. I, I also appreciate like uh, if if you guys don't know like Keith and I have talked about if if it weren't specifically him and I doing this podcast, we would not be doing it anymore because we enjoy like each other's company and we have fun. And it's like part of us that we push each other. And so like I'm I'm making fun of you and slash like, like calling you out, but like you're right. Like I should like, be better about that. I'm, I apologize
0: you're good bro it's all good i'm still trying to get rid of the ums as well just just we're working we're having fun and we're making the podcast the best podcast we can provide for the people because more people means more fun got to give the people no we're not gonna copy jail oh
1: so okay we have game one we both think the blazers if they're not gonna win they have a good chance at it like
0: well here let me squeak this in here too before i want you to continue this but not only do we think this could be uh Going the blazes way, at least with game one. Dame, he said this is basically, he basically said this is only the beginning regarding like celebrations that are on the city. I can't remember who asked him the question, but he said, I wasn't looking at it like this is a big deal. I was like, all right, we got that out of the way. And look who else says a lot of likes in their comments. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but he says, I was like, all right, He's we got that kind. out of the way. It was almost like fear came in, like, I don't want this to be. It after seeing how the crowd reacted. I saw a video of people around the city in bars and stuff reacting to it, being excited about that night. I was like, what if we win the second round? What if we go to the Western Conference Finals? How are they gonna react then? So Dude, that's Damien Lillard getting his legs in there.
1: Dame, like obviously, <laughs> like are you joking? Like the Blazers make the Western Conference Finals. I'm gonna shit my pants and smear it on my face. No, I'm just kidding, that's disgusting. But like Whoa! Like I am just saying, like, it's gonna be nuts. And I I do feel that. Regardless of whether or not they win this series, the Blazers are in that good place. You heard Myers Leonard; he said the same thing. Myers Leonard has been quoted, and I, I forget who the reporter was. And I, I apologize that like it wasn't just about winning the first round. It was like it's going to be a deep run this year, and like I don't know if second round means a deep run. I think there. I think the Blazers for the first time ever legitimately feel like they have a path to the Western Conference finals and that's why i feel like this game 1 is going to be so fucking important like yeah. I, I, I again like the more i think about it the more i think the blazers do take it down i really do and like they know it's not going to be easy if they take game 1 they know it, it's not going to be like easy like getting past the nuggets like it's going to be tough but like i really see it happening like there's, like there's 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 something in the air and it's not just pollen <laughs> although there's is is a lot of pollen
0: yeah, it smells nice outside. I'm enjoying it. Okay, I love it, though. I, I do think we could take game one. You heard it here. Maybe not here first. I don't know what pod you uh, what order you're listening to the podcast in, uh, and I don't know what el- everyone else is predicting so far, but you heard it here. Trailcasters, we are predicting that Blazers take game one uh, tomorrow, Monday. That- well, hold on. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. Brought to you by our sponsors, Envy uh, Ventures, who could have helped Brandon move today, and clearly speaking, who's going to help us eliminate our ums and likes. Uh, quick break real fast. We're going to come back because i got a hot take that I want to deliver on here. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) How do you think this series is going to go? We are both predicting game one victories for Portland. That at least takes away the home court advantage that Denver had over us. How do you think it goes from there?
1: So, Keith, when the Blazers were jockeying for playoff position, I was, like, adamant that they should not play the Thunder, okay? I thought it was going to be tough. I originally had the Thunder winning. After more thought, I picked the Blazers in seven. I stuck with that. The Blazers won in five. As the Nuggets and the Spurs were trying to get out of the first round, I was like, I would really like the Spurs, home court advantage, yada, yada, yada. And the Nuggets end up winning. So, like, I don't know. Like, at this point, like, I feel like. I feel like Brandon rooting for a team that ends up winning ends up being good for the Blazers. Therefore, <laughs> here's what I think. I think Blazers in seven again, like, I think that they're going to take this series down. I really do but I don't think it's going to be easy. I'm thinking seven games. You don't have home court. It's a talented team. Blazers in seven.
0: What do you got? I love it. Ah oh, man. We might be agreeing on this one, too. I just got to preview that. Uh, yeah, it's it, <laughs> it, it, part of this is definitely heart. Part of it is homerism. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to root against the Blazers for this. I think it's uh, I'm certainly looking for ways for them to even the tables with uh, Denver and and get some sort of energy in here. I think like we said earlier, the biggest problem is going to be how do we match up with Jokic? I think if Kenner, Kenner's going to try as hard as he can. I think he's going to do as much as he can with it. I think if he can't carry the full load, which we shouldn't expect of him with the way the shoulder is right now. And just, you know, as well in general, Jokic is, is simply a more dominant player. He's going to, you can say that about him versus almost any center in the NBA, but I, One of the hot takes that I want to give here, I think Zach Collins is going to have a breakout uh, round in this.
1: Hot (laughs) shit, (laughs) hot shit, hot. No, sorry.
0: (laughs) I think Zach Collins is going to come in here. I think we're going to see a lot from him. Even if he's not directly defending Jokic, if Myers is giving the body for Jokic when Cantor can't be on the floor, I think the help defense that we've seen from Zach Collins is going to be huge, whether that has to do with cutting off Will Barton or some of the guards coming into the paint or whether it has to do with... uh, protecting or cutting off options for Jokic, whether that be passes he's trying to make or just some, some of the easy layups that he might be trying to get uh, by from Kanter or, again, over Myers. I feel like Zach Collins could be a key for this matchup overall. I feel like uh, the – is not – this is the other side of it. It's not a different matchup too much from what we saw in OKC. We've got a big man, and yes, plays a very different role than Stephen Adams, but you've got kind of the athletic uh, athletic point guard, defensive-minded kind of team, and – a, a threatening big. Denver, on the other hand, we are a very different offense than what they faced in the Spurs. I think we've got a lot more oh, yeah. to offer in the guards spurs hardly shot three-pointers and dame is far and away one of the most elite three-point shooters in the league overall i think it's going to be a different matchup for them and they haven't had any rest i think there are advantages here that maybe aren't quite as obvious and that could be why the uh why vegas has the odds so close
1: i want to put a point of emphasis on what you just said the spurs don't shoot threes the blazers definitely do like yeah The Spurs team, like again, like shout out to Nate Duncan of Dunked On podcast. He was mentioning that the Spurs, like the odds, eventually caught up to them. They they shot so few threes and they shot so poorly for mid range. It caught up to them. The Blazers ain't about that. They're about efficient shots, threes, drives. Yes, you have mid ranges from CJ McCollum, like Damian Lillard can do it, like no problem about that. But the Blazers are a modern NBA offense. The Spurs are not. And the Nuggets took seven games to get rid of the Spurs. Like, I I mean, again, like, I'm not saying let's get ahead of ourselves. I'm just saying it is possible. And
0: ah, And I do do want to correct myself real fast. I think I said something wrong a minute ago. I said that uh, Denver doesn't have the best. I think I said something about Denver not having the best uh, three-point defense. They are the best three-point defense in the league. That will be a problem for us. But, again... The Spurs didn't do a whole lot of it. And so if they're used to that series at all, if they come in with kind of that rhythm, it's going to be a problem for them. I think we have some in there that they're not maybe necessarily going to be able to match. And yeah, so I'm, I'm with you. I think Blazers could take this down to seven. Uh, Blazers could be going to the Western Conference Finals this year. And that's incredible to me. I really love the idea that there is a legitimate possible window realistic or not that's a different word but there's a possibility there's a window here for the blazers to make it all the way to the western conference finals and even that matchup if we face the warriors okay the warriors have had a couple of tough matchups hopefully by then maybe houston takes them to seven and they're goliath versus our david like we've talked about before if we face houston we could have home court advantage in the western conference finals yeah i agree and like
1: i admit that this is like rose city colored glasses talking yeah but for sure it's weird <laughs> That when you're not the home team, you kind of have this weird mental thing where it's like, Look, if we win one of these first two games, then we have an advantage. Whereas, like, if you're the home team, you have to win both of those first two games, right? Like, right, but if you're the away team, it's like, Man, if we win one of these two, so like, I feel like we've
0: got got nothing to lose, we're playing from underneath here, and so it's yeah,
1: for whatever nebulous reason, I feel like that plays in the Blazers' advantage. So, like, yeah, like. Let's see what happens. Like Keith, I've kept you too long. I know you have to bounce. Like, is no, there, you're good. Is there anything else to talk about with the Blazers around the NBA, the Nuggets, anything? Okay,
0: so yeah, just, uh, I, I want to put, I guess, one asterisk on what we said here as far as the game one tomorrow. Uh, if Cantor doesn't play, I, from my understanding, he is still yeah. TBD, still to be determined about it. If he'll he be doesn't fine. play, he'll be fine. If he doesn't play, the only way we can win that game is if we see a lot of floor stretching from Myers and Zach. We need to be pulling Jokic out of the middle, get him gas. He's end. gonna play. And if Cannor does play, I think our odds are fairly good. So, other than that, let's make one hot take prediction. If Blazers do make it to the Western Conference Finals, take down Houston or the Warriors, who do you see in the NBA Finals? Portland versus... Whoa. I mean, it's <laughs> so it tough because
1: the Bucks lost. I don't know what to think Yeah, anymore. right? I don't know, man. Like... Uh, Celtics like I yeah don't know. that's what I'm thinking
0: I'm saying Blazers versus Celtics right now that, that, that I could see that as the God, NBA, the NBA finals. would
1: fucking hate that they would
0: hate that <laughs> Portland versus Boston would be amazing okay again if it happens you heard it here first if it didn't happen hopefully you're not still listening to this podcast at this point no I mean <laughs> o- always hope you're listening but hopefully you don't remember this part let us know what you think let's know about this series against Denver next series against Houston or Golden State and the NBA finals Portland versus Boston it's it's gonna happen let's keep repeating it hoping that they don't remember, right? Uh, Brandon, where can they reach, reach us at? They can reach us at
1: Trailcasters on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or Trailcasters@gmail.com, gmail.com, or just Trailcasters.com. And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell com. you our intro, outro, and interlude beats, and including the beats, your glory, blah, 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 including the beats that you're enjoying right now, are brought to you by Odar. Yes, you're correct. That's SoundCloud.com/Odar Beats. We would love your five-star reviews. Doesn't matter the platform. We love the reviews because more people see the show. So if you haven't done it yet, just really quick, Please take a moment, click on the podcast, give that five-star review. It matters, and we fucking appreciate you with that. Keith, get us all, 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 the
0: way out of here, please. And closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Brandon, as always. Thank you to Odar for those fat beats. Thank you to our sponsors and the adventures and Clearly Speaking, and thank you listeners for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again, and please come back for the next edition of The Trailcasters.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I like it. No,
0: like you didn't just drink the sound down that time, you actually like didn't have a little bit of a little bit of a little
1: it of a little bit it.